Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm your host this afternoon as Pam Benley is away traveling the world. I don't even know where Pam went. After uh, working on the Versus Festival of Words, she has uh, decided to go probably in the Witness Protection Program for a while, <laughs> just so poets don't get in touch with her for the next four weeks so she can relax and uh, take it easy, catch her breath, and be ready to uh, put together next year's festival as soon as she comes back. Uh, but in the meantime, very happy to have in studio with me, Jude Neal. Hi, Jude. Hello. It's so good to be here. I'm glad you're here. And uh, one of the reasons is you've got a reading coming up on uh, Saturday in uh, Bowen Island. Sunday. Sunday, this weekend. Uh, and it's because you've got a brand new book called Splendid in Its Silence. Yes. And uh, so we're going to hear some stuff from that and uh, about your book launch in the UK uh, but let's kick things off with a poem from you. Okay, I'm going to start reading the title poem from the book called Splendid in Its Silence. And I'd like to dedicate this to Audrey and Paul Gresco. Paul had a, a heart attack and I wrote this after that. Splendid in Its Silence. Only when she's quiet and doesn't speak can she hear his breath slide from parted lips. I want to kiss you the way I used to, mm. pressed against your chest. I'm afraid to steal what is not mine. Take bread away from me if you wish. I'm full of yesterday's laughter, the spin of your voice, the light touch of your hand on mine. You are my reason for fullness. I groan with my need to carry you in marsh and shadow. You comfort me, my love, splendid in its silence, splits me in two. Hmm. Nice start. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I hate to ask, but I'm going to now. Did they recover from the heart attack? Oh, yes. Oh, good. Yes. Um. Cool. That's great. Well, congratulations on that. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, they're not around. But that's good. Um, so is that indicative of the poem, of the rest of the book? or The book is a conglomeration of every kind of poem you can name. Um, some of my poems have just been published in Ireland in Neo um, Surrealistic Journal. So some of my poems are quite surrealistic. Uh-huh. Uh, I... Even looking at them now, I'll say, I wonder what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> when you're writing those kind of poems, uh, what 
What do you feel like you're channeling and you're getting? Are you just playing word games or are you jumping into that stream of consciousness and letting it flow? Or what's, what's, what's going on with you there? Well, mainly it's the images. I'll start with an image and I'll just go out from there. Um, because I'm a very visual poet, I write uh, poems that uh, always are hinged on phrases that, I, that are built on. Built on an image. Yes. Yeah, okay. Do you have, how many of, do you have some of those uh, surrealistic uh, poems in your book? Uh, As I would love to hear some. Would you now? <laughs> I would so. I love surrealism. I'm a huge uh, fan. I'll see if I can find one. And what was the name of the journal? It's, a, it's an Irish journal that I can't pronounce. Oh, okay. Is it in Gaelic? <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. But if we Googled Irish surrealism, yes. it might come up. Yes. Okay. So people do that right now. Jude's looking for her poem. You go to the computer, if you've got one nearby, and uh, Google Irish surrealism and see what comes up. I might actually do that to myself. Um, so as you're searching, also you've got, so you, the book that you've got right now, you did a launch in the UK yes. uh, three weeks ago. Yes. And uh, did you find a poem? I found a poem. Okay, let's talk, let's hear the poem and then we'll talk about the book launch. Okay, this poem is called Blackfish Out of Time. It's a short poem and dense. I have done it again. Mm. Torn off your clothes to find underneath your penchant for kneeling. You come to me broken, unable to open your wings. You dissolved on my carpet to become a black fish out of time, grasping the hook I could tell you never intended to let go of the invisible thread leading to death's imponderable loneliness. And I'm assuming that's one of the ones you did not. Uh, oh, is it? Are they both in the journal and your book? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. So they. So I'm looking up here and uh, on the computer. Looking for a thing. It just has like the Irish Review, Project Muse. Um, He's a Russian um, oh, that editor. Okay. He's from Russia, but uh -huh. he lives in Ireland. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I can't find it, but that's all right. I'm going to talk to you instead of looking on the internet. Well, that's okay, that's silly. good. Okay. Yeah, that's silly of me. Um, so let's talk about, you, did a, you, you got invited to go to England. London to uh, do this book launch? Well, the reason was uh, my book was uh, won a prize in London. They had a manuscript competition, and my book got chosen uh, as a winner, mm -hmm. and I got published in London, and they put on a launch, and uh, I got asked to come over. That's so cool. So how, what was that like? Was it just you reading or other people who has books No, just won? me. So uh, how did that go? Really great. People are so responsive in England. You feel like you're in the real home of poetry in England compared to here. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what kind of room was it? Uh, just a simple room, much like the Cottage Bistro okay. in town in Vancouver, um, uh, but full. Yeah. What kind of but full? Um, what, what's, what's the name of your publisher? Because I'm assuming they put SPM it SPM Publications. And how did they find you? Did you just submit your manuscript? Yes, I did. I did. I sent it six months before I found out that I won. And I'd given up. I thought, oh, there'd be some. And there were 1,200 manuscripts sent in. Oh, wow. 
So they had to sort their way through 1,200 manuscripts and they brought it down to me. And I was shocked. So this is the first time I've ever believed that my poetry might be uh, 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 influential outside of Canada. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. uh, so you didn't think that, think of that before? Why not? Uh, my poetry is kind of dense mm -hmm. and um, maybe parochial. I, I think a lot of the people who read it would, in Canada, understand it. I don't know about England. Mm. But then, however, I've sent off um, many poems individually to England, and I have over 24 pu publications in Britain and Ireland. They like the cadence, and, okay. they, and uh, they like the subject matter there, even more, uh, actually, than uh, Canada, I think. When you say that they're dense, what do you mean? Um, there are so many images that you have to read them slowly mm -hmm. and uh, probably hear them. I, when I have a launch on Sunday, I'm going to hand the book out okay. to the audience and let them read along with me as I'm reading because it helps, I think, to have the words in front of you. Yeah. Well, especially if you're reading, it's good to be able to go back to it again and again yeah. and find something new. Yeah. Do you keep finding new things, or what new things do you keep finding in your poems when you ex read them aloud again to a different crowd? I find uh, they're very emotional mm. and uh, touch me. Sometimes one of the readings that I read at um, spoken uh, one of the words in Vancouver. Yeah. I was so moved by one of my own poems, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> so it. it and I have heard that response from other people. When I've been at readings, I have had people cry mm. and laugh. And was that an unexpected thing for you as you were reading that poem? Like, had it, was it something that you were trying to get when you were writing it, or just all of a sudden in this new situation, it caused, stirred something up? Yes, and they're usually about my family. Mm. <laughs> and so there's a deep connection of love, and uh, I... I must say, Paul, my husband, is one of the main features of my poems. <laughs> uh, and he's someone who makes people laugh quite a bit as a clown, correct? Yes, he yeah. does. And so you make him cry. I do. Yeah, okay. Well, that's a good balance between the two of you. <laughs> and I'm an opera singer. Oh, okay. And he's a mime. <laughs> <laughs> that's very yin and yang, yeah. That's awesome. So you also um, won't play something off of it just yet, but you also... Uh, brought a CD with some of your uh, poems uh, and music uh, combined with it. Uh, we'll play something off of that in a bit, but let's hear something else from the book. Okay. okay. And if you're just tuning in, uh, welcome, and uh, you're listening to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, and our guest today in studio, all the way from Bowen Island, we have Jude Neal. Well, the poem I'm going to read is called Love Brag Poem, and this is based on Rachel Rose, who was my me mentor and friend four years ago when I was publishing a book. And uh, she gave me a challenge that one of the big poets in the States, a female poet, says to take a quality that you have and to brag about it. Mm. And I found that really fun to do. This one is called Love, brag poem. <laughs> yeah, I know how to please. 
I'm a celestial choir and sing my proud anthem with one mighty moan. I show the boys a black and white photo of my silky thigh bones and who is to blame? I'm their golden goddess of pleasure and I'm graced by fine hands and a musk-scented stride. It's more than rumour that brings them to my ripe acres of heat. I lie each of them down, awake and asleep, where they give way like ship's timber and howl back at me, queen of the boudoir, waker of dreams. I'm here to tell all. It's just what it just, what it just, what it seems. (laughs) (laughs) You're having so much fun reading it, too. That's great. Was it ripe acres of night? Heat. Heat. Ripe acres of heat. That's, I love that line. That's yes. so good. Have you, did you write more brag poems? Because you seem to really get into that. I like that. Well, I think that's the only good quality I've got. Is bragging? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't write any more brag poems. It was fun to do, though. Oh, yeah. I can see. I can tell, man. You're having a great time with it. Yeah. That's so cool. That's a great prompt. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I really recommend that for someone to take a quality they have that they know they're good at and to expand on it and really brag, go over the top. Yeah. Or even I like the I like that and I like the idea if there's something uh, about yourself you don't like and ah. kind of flip it yeah. into something that is that you do make it something you do like and brag about it too. That would be good too, wouldn't that it? That might be a good yeah, uh, I'd try that. Good opportunity. Cool. So we've got Jude Neal in studio reading from their brand new book Splendid in Its Silence and you've got a launch coming up Sunday. Do you want to just quickly talk about yes, that? Yes, my launch is on Bowen Island. Um, Kyle Hawk of quite a well-known poet in, mm-hmm. Va- in Vancouver will be bringing his van over to take Vancouver people to the launch. Oh, sweet. So you can contact Kyle. And it starts at 3.30 to 5.30. There's going to be, uh, it's catered. I have a professional guitarist coming. There'll be um, a reading and a signing, and it'll be beautiful. Mm. Sweet. And what's the location? Collins Hall in on Bowen Island. Very nice. Cool. Um, so we've got, I want to jump into this CD because you were talking about you'll have a guitar player there. Um, the CD you've got, it's, uh, and you've brought along, it's called uh, Places Beyond, A Marriage of Music and Poetry um, with music by Thomas Beckman. Can you tell us about the CD, the project here? Yes, we did this originally uh, for the library on Bowen. We, ra- we raised funds because the library was extending and we wanted to help out in literacy any way we could. Mm-hmm. So we put on a concert and we also went to Indiegogo and funded this project by it and had this professionally recorded. And Thomas composed music to it and um, we recorded it over three days and uh, we have six poems. You know, if he... Um Listened to the poems first and then wrote music for toward, for them. We did it. At the, I would say the poem, and then he would a line or two, and then he would compose the music for that line or two. And it was a very slow process of uh, getting to mirror my words and his music, but it was beautiful. It's, he he really has nailed it. Cool. So let's take a listen. I'm picked up. You said to pick uh, whichever one I like uh, would want to hear, and I just going by the title. The title is Avalanche, so I'm going to play that. This is Jude Neal and Thomas Beckman from the CD of uh, with Jude and Thomas. 
Places Beyond, and you're listening to it here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. She can't close her eyes but to see him floating, hair caught with ice, anchored to this heartbreak like a star. Her hands shut in silent pleas of, if only, to heave up the unforgivable. That one day her heart would still all songs of charity someone else dear god someone else she crouches down bent low by disbelief searches for him in photos and stick figured cards carefully signed she keeps his sweater Wrap round her indigo grief. Oh, little boy, let her just see you, hold you, warm you in this rock song culvert where her cries come back like the coal black crow stilled on this soft bed of snow. And that is Avalanche by Jude Neal and Thomas Beckman from the CD Places Beyond. That was amazing. Thank you. I really like that. And what I, what I enjoyed about it is, especially after what you had said of how you created the, the piece together, oftentimes when poets use music, um, it's just, oh, we'll just throw some music behind them and let the music happen and you know, they're reading their poem where this sounded like you had collaborated together and it was made for each other. Yes, uh, that's what I love about it, because it really is a unit. It fits together as a unit more than me just speaking the poem and him just diddling along and playing mm. what he like you can hear. Yeah. Sometimes people just diddling along in the background. He's definite integrated into the into the poem. Um, how often have you worked with musicians in that kind of context? I've I've uh, in the last two years, I've had um, 18 collaborations with different musicians. In just playing at a reading or, yeah. or at, oh, okay. Yeah. And so who's playing on on Sunday then with you? Uh, his name is Tun Schutt, um, and he's a, a professional jazz guitarist. Okay. And will they be playing along with your poetry as well, no, or just kind of beforehand? Just sort of beforehand, okay. yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. No, I'm on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people have the books. Have you done a... Uh, what do you have you tried out like since you're going to be handing out the books have you tr- ever tried having uh, the audience read along with you kind of thing oh no I hadn't thought of that <laughs> but I do have a question and answer period at the end where I get the audience to uh, suggest a poem in the book okay. and I read it and I explain it okay because okay. a lot of poems um, need a little uh, setup I think before you begin them mm-hmm well, especially if you're going into the world of surrealism exactly. or something like that. Yeah. 
Um, well, let's have another poem from your book. Do you mind if this is the three-minute poem? This poem is called Wildberry, and it's part of a trilogy that I've just turned it into a trilogy, but this is the genesis of the poem and Wildberry in memory of my grandmother, Mary Greener Thompson. She once followed bear scat to find the low bush blueberries hidden high above the wide emerald mouth of the North Thompson River. She was still and unguarded and let the swarm of black flies crawl in her ears down the back of her neck. She knelt beside the fruit and imagined a life in the city where no one would care about the wild berries she had dropped like gold coins into the empty tin pail. Summer nights in Vancouver, she'd stroll with her friends down Granville Street, where she let her cigarette burn down to ash in the corner of her mouth. It was the ways of the bad girls who painted their faces and tinted their finger-waved hair that she memorized. She wanted to sing love songs to strangers who'd mistake her voice for the river and her small courage for faith that was held in the grace of church basement bingo and the transparent fruit jelly she plucked from the bushes like beads. The dragonfly hovers and settles onto her raven-haired beauty. It flickers iridescent blue-green wings, a peacock's wondrous eye of color and light. She picks in the shiver of morning when the black-rooted cliffs shift from shadow to blue. The berries roll into the bucket, purple mementos to be pressed against tongue, against teeth in the heavy white winter when color is the only thing she wants to believe. Sweet. And that was for your grandmother, Mary Greener Thompson. Yes. I really like that opening line. She once followed bear scat to find the low bush, berry, bull, low bush blueberries hidden high above the wild emerald mouth of the North Thompson River. Thank you. Yeah, just the idea of someone following bear scat, you know, like that. Yeah. The old, the old, the old ways, hopping into the woods and, you know, tracking, tracking an animal. Tracking. Yeah. That's what she did. Um, how close were you to your grandmother? Very close. Yeah. She was an opera singer, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, she had a woman of many gifts and lived in the bush in Blue River, which is um, in the Rockies. And uh, she came to her place of uh, residence. They built a log cabin, but they crossed by horseback from Alberta through the Rockies to this place where they built a house. Um, and what inspires you about your grandmother? Her tenacity, I think, and her great love of nature. Yes. How long did uh, she live in the bush before, or when did you get to know her? Um, she used to come down and visit us. I'm from Nanaimo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fast cars and beer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, she used to come down and visit us a couple of times a year, and we'd go up and see her. 
but she had her lifestyle was so entirely different from suburban Nanaimo mm-hmm. that I I was in love with it. You know, in the winter there'd be twenty feet of snow and tunnels and the snow trying to get in and out of the house. It was amazing coming from Nanaimo. Yeah. <laughs> and how old were you when you first uh, met her? Um, if you remember, like instead of that, I remember about four. Mm. Yeah. And what was the most striking thing about her? Her voice. Because I would sit on the piano bench beside her and she'd sing and I was and she was a mezzo soprano like me and she had such an amazing voice that I was stunned by first of all I was eye level with her chest and she had an enormous chest and I would watch it rise and fall. <laughs> taking the breath. Taking a breath, I would watch her and um uh, that she really inspired me to sing, but she never heard me sing. Oh. I was just thinking, if you feel like it, if you're capable of it, if, if you would sing for me just this, you're listening to Wax Poetic on co-op radio. Can you like step maybe back a bit if you can do opera level, but just sing Oh my gosh, that's so brilliant. Thank you, Jude. That's Jude Neal, our guest this afternoon here on Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. The book launch again is this Sunday, when and where? 3.30 to 5.30, Bowen Island, Collins Hall, and I hope you can come. And if you want to travel from Vancouver to Bowen Island, it sounds like poet Kyle Hawk is taking a van and uh, bringing some poets for the reading as well. So get in touch with Kyle if you know him. The book is Splendid in Its Silence. The author is Jude Neal, and it's SPM Publications. Uh, can people get that online? Amazon.ca. Uh, yes, and um, people are already ordering it in England too, because it's on Amazon.uk. Okay, as well. It's fantastic. That's great. Thank you so much for being well, our guest today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Cool. I'm just going to read off some announcements that are uh, of poetic events happening in the next week or so. Today at four o'clock, uh, about an hour and a half from now, at uh, Quantlin Student Society Grassroots Cafe at uh, the Langley Quantlin University, it's Slamapalooza. May 2017 date uh, featuring Seling Zhang, and it is the last opportunity for poets to qualify for the Slamapalooza team playoffs. So if you are interested in doing that, you have to get out there early. It's at 4 o'clock, so uh, head out there to the Kwantlen University in uh, Langley slash Surrey. Uh, coming up on Thursday, Twisted Poets Literary Salon is uh, featuring uh, a new work by Jamie Reed. It's uh, called A Temporary Stranger. As you may or may not know, Jamie passed away um, about a year and a half, two years ago. And uh, there's going to be a new book, though, of his work and readings by uh, people such as Carol Reed, Patrick Friesen, Heidi Greco, uh, Joanne Arnott, uh, George Bowering, George Stanley, Renee Roden, Larry Bremner, Heather Haley, and uh, Dennis E. Boland, plus many others. And that's this Thursday at the Cottage Bistro. 
coming up on uh, Monday at the Vancouver Poetry Slam. Brian Coyote McCracken will be the featured poet. If you would like to perform, sign-up is at 7 o'clock, and the show starts around 8 o'clock, and it is the summer season, which means poets are being asked to perform two-minute-long poems, one-minute-long poems, and four-minute length of poems, um, with uh, 12 in the first round, six in the second, and three in the third, I think. Um, Janet Kravman and uh, Alan Gerling are reading at the Heritage Grill this Sunday at 2 in the afternoon if you're wanting to stay on the mainland. And uh, that's uh, all that kind of cool stuff that's happening uh, around Vancouver. There's a lot more. Go online, check out on Facebook, and find out more events. But uh, that's all we have time to read to you today. So, again, thank you, Jude Neal, for being our guest this afternoon. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. So glad to have you here. Uh, Next week, uh, Heidi Greco will be our guest. Pam will still be away. And No Apologies Necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?